It's Cofield and Company, live on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. All right, here we go. Four o'clock hour, Battleborn Broadcast Center. Justin Watkins is here. 766-1400 is the number to call from anywhere in the state of Nevada. We're on in Reno. Welcome in ESPN Reno, ESPN Las Vegas. Adam Hill, and uh, we've also got a special guest in with us. Expert on two fronts, at least two fronts that I know about. That's the only two I know about. Okay. I'm sure he's an expert yeah, on multiple yeah, fronts. We've got to dig dig deep and find some more topics that he's very, very much an expert in. All right, Justin, give a big intro. Yeah, my, my buddy Scott Leadham's in here. He is a lobbyist in Carson City, works for Southwest Gas, and more importantly for the topic of conversation today is one of the owners of Bluebird Barbers, where I go. We've, we've had this talk about these beards and what's going on around here and how things need to be cleaned up. <laughs> Yours is fantastic. Well, mine gets done at Bluebird, though. That's the thing. And it, it did not used to be fantastic. That's the thing is it used to be unruly. In fact, if you go to Carson City, they have pictures of every legislature that ever served. So my, my picture's on there in the in the 2017 legislature. Right. And my beard is all over the place. It looks like trash. And one of my buddies, one of my good buddies, just he's talking to me about beard control and, and beard maintenance. And he, did he, he, did he, he sit was, you down? Or like, no, Justin, we have to have a talk. Yeah, he sat me down. He said, listen, I've booked you an appointment. Wow. It's already set. Here's the day. Here's the time. Here's where you're going to be. And just, it's already paid for. Just go to it. And then, it's a good friend. And then, and then we can talk about it afterwards. And, and I've been going to Bluebird ever since. And I didn't even know Scott owned it. That's the thing is I yeah, went there for like, me. I wasn't the friend that, no. uh, that did that for him. <laughs> it wasn't Scott. And so like, you know, what's funny is I see Scott all the time in our own personal lives. And then in Carson city sometimes. And I was like, Hey man, you know, I almost was going to tell him about where I go for my beard. And then it came up and I was like, oh, my God, wait a minute. You own the place I've been going to for like the last two years. So for the audience, I tweeted it out earlier. I uh, got a close up of both my beard and Adam's it's disturbing. Go grade it and take a look at them. And in about 15 minutes, we're going to have the beard expert. Justin thinks he's a beard expert, but Scott is a beard expert. So we'll have him grade the uh, in Adam's case. It's more of a goatee and mine it's uh, very... oh, dude your guys's looks gross how did, how did mine look <laughs> on the a close-up i didn't did did tweet it out yet. i'll, I'll okay. tweet it out <laughs> oh, God. well i mean obviously the, the design it, they're gross to begin with and i made sure not to shave yeah. at all so and then he zoomed like held the phone right to the face <laughs> your, <laughs> your whole hair thing is there's a lot of disturbing elements there, but we'll get to it we'll get to it but as you mentioned uh scott also works around carson city from time to time as a lobbyist and i, I want to get the whole governmental process thing here with EAs, because I don't understand most of the time what I'm saying. I try to refrain because I don't want to make any mistakes. But first, let me get your impression, both of you guys, on what uh, Dave Cavill is talking about here. I'm going to play a soundbite. Ari, you got Cavill 6. want to play the soundbite. This whole tax district and what we're trying to set up here that will somehow funnel $500 million over, I don't know how many years, it looks like it'd be a tax-free zone for 30 years. Here's the president of the A's. Yeah, so the notion of that is like taking the taxes that our projects generate that would that don't exist now, um, but they're taxes that come with operating the, the baseball stadium, whether it's a sales tax or a commerce tax or use tax, and allowing the county to use that revenue stream to issue a bond up front that helps pay for the stadium. It's money that only exists if we come. So it's not, it's not going to be there any other way. So they call that often but for taxes. 
And it's a real um, efficient and fiscally responsible way to think about a public contribution. Okay. There's, I think there were a couple of mistakes there at the end. Fiscally responsible, and it's the only way it's going to come. It's the property at 15 and Trop. We've got a major road project going on there with Tropicana. That land is going to be, and they already bought 49 acres. They can buy another seven. Something's going on that land. And something could go on that land that does get taxed. So that whole notion like, hey, we don't come. That land is just a wasteland. Like, that's not the case. Do you believe that? Uh, I mean, I'll say this, and I'll let, I'll let Scott kind of weigh in on, on the temperature in Carson City because he's going to have a better feel for that than I, than I would. I mean, I'll start off by saying I think we're already in the point of inevitability. This is going to happen. And the question is, like, those details all really matter to me. What are we talking about? Where's those lines being drawn? Because if it is literally the corridor between that wild, wild west down to Allegiant Stadium, all that warehouse district, right? And we're just cornering that off and we say, hey, any sales tax that exists in that corridor, any commerce tax that exists in that corridor gets put back into the stadium because once we put that stadium in there between the two stadiums, it's going to become all revitalized, um, you know, sort of like what they did in Atlanta. That's, that's the argument. Depending on where those lines are, depending on what kind of taxes to go, you know, I I can get behind some of that idea. I can. Don't you think that's too much, though? Well, the, I, the it, path between an A stadium and Raider Stadium on Dean Martin? No. I want to see. It, I want to see what it all it's is. Got to be just a Wild Wild West property they bought, we, and, and maybe the other forty four acres right well, right there on top. Really? They? I mean, you the Raiders aren't going to have a friggin' conniption. Not, no, not include the Raiders. That's what I say. Come that's down. What, but that's my point. If you, you're talking about, is that what he was talking about? The, the part. Between, I would hope he means just the 50 acres that they bought. Right. I, I think you were suggesting that it's the part between, on Dean Martin, between Allegiant and a new A stadium. That's, that would be crazy. No, no, no. Okay. I, they, I don't think that's what he's saying. I think there's going to be a map that's beyond the 49 acres. That's a, that's really? a guess. I don't know that. I don't know that. Ooh. Because when you read the broad strokes of it, it's talking about a tax district. And it's not just that stadium but if it is just that stadium even on top of that i can be i could be talked into that depending on what the tax projections are where we're talking about how long that goes on for and what the impact is going to be around that like i can i could be a part of that conversation i'm not a dead no the the most problem problematic part to this all of this to me is is the a's ownership I don't want that kind of ownership in this town because all they've ever done is pocket profits and never spend it on a team. And ultimately, this town likes winners or at least people who are trying to win. And if you're not trying to win, I think it's going to fail. But like, I'll, I'll Scott is going to have a much better idea of like what the general topics and bullet points are being discussed in, in Carson City, or at least what the temperature is like. Well, yeah, and I would say I'd be surprised if they draw a tax district law larger than than the those acres that they bought that i may differ on an opinion oh, with you on that i i think they'll they'll keep it you know uh confined to that that area but i do think um you know i'll, I'll say this about the 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 a's so they've hired a lot of lobbyists up there i think you all know what lobbyists are uh you know we advocate for for the people that we work for they have 18 lobbyists up there so you know it's it'd be hard to, to throw a, a rock in that legislative building and not hit an A's lobbyist so it's a heavy lobbying effort 
Um, I agree with Justin. I do think something will get done. Um, I'm not sure if, if the tax, tax district is the thing that gets done. I would be surprised if it wasn't, though. Um, but first, it has to get through you know, the Democratic legislature, both houses, and it has to get signed by the governor. I do think, though, that all, all the parties that are involved want this thing to happen. And I, I think it, at some point, it, it's a done deal. It, the, the devil's in the details, obviously, but I, I think it's going to happen. When That's he says sense. parties, right. what he's meaning is the leadership groups that exist in Carson City. Like, the, I'm going to decode that, right? So, like, the people who are in charge in the assembly, the people who are in charge in the Senate, and the people in the government's, governor's mansion all, is as what I'm reading, all probably want this really? to occur. Why did, why did Sisolak on January 20th, not Sisolak, uh, why did Lombardo on January 26th tweet out no new taxes and then corrected it like an hour later? Are you sure they're all on board? I'm sure they're all. Oh, I'm now sure the are. governor's office is on board. Yeah, I mean, this is already becoming one. We got a divided government right now. We've got right. a Democratic supermajority in the assembly. We are one seat away from a Democratic supermajority in the Senate, and then we have a Republican governor. So what that means is there's not going to be a lot of major victories that the governor is going to be able to push through that are going to feel like major victories to his party. They're going to be more moderate victories I, i'm i'm saying like school choice type stuff um and him being able to bring in and say i brought in the pro sports team is going to be one of the things that A he loss. can say he, he can accomplish now for me again especially after i hear that after the a's move they are likely to start working towards a two-team expansion i'm like ah give us an expansion team i don't want this a's ownership group in this town like I do, I do not think that they will succeed. Uh, they will, of course, make money on the backs of tourists for probably the first four or five years for sure. People will want to come here and watch games, but I do not believe that they're going to change thirty years of history of not spending on payroll. If they spend as much on baseball players as they do on lobbyists, then I change my mind. But right now, that's not what's going to happen. So, can we talk about the lobbyist process? So, if you have lobbyists there who are schooled on the A's, right? They're all ready to answer the lack of competitiveness and the lack of payroll. Who's on the government side? Like, are there, like, is someone going to study up on this? And I'm not trying to insult people in office, but are there going to be several elected officials who are like, hey, I know all of this about the A's and I know what's happened the last couple of years. Because believe it, I, if I was in there, I mean, I start mentioning their freaking farm system and the quality guys are coming up and this slew of 28 to 32 year olds and nothing against you aviators. You guys are trying to make, but like, there's a case to be made here. And by the way, with John Fisher, bring in the earthquakes because in the MLS, he didn't spend anything there either. And he's got a brand new stadium. Like, are we comfortable with all these lobbyists from the A's? Like who's on the other side to fight it? I'm not, it's not even, fight's the wrong word. Let's have an educated discussion about what this owner is going to do with all the money we're going to potentially give him through a tax history. Yeah, it's a fair point. I'm not sure that there's a heavy lobbying effort against it. I do know uh, those questions that you asked. I don't know if they're going to get in specifics about players and, and farm teams and things like that. But, you know, I know the county is going to be heavily involved in this. Um, you know, the county has lobbyists as well. Every yeah. municipal government has lobbyists in the state. Every interest, you know, has lobbyists here. The county will be heavily involved. The governor's office will be heavily involved. There will be individual legislators up there that I'm sure will ask 
these pointed questions. It's not a, when I say it's, you know, I think it's going to get done. That, that's not to say it's going to get done easily. I think uh, some hard questions will be asked. Uh, people like, you know, Justin was a legislator uh, for, for a term. He was one of the guys asking those tough questions. And, I, he, you know, just because he's not there doesn't mean there aren't other people there that uh, are concerned about the same things he's concerned about, right? So what, what does this look like? And what are the deal, what's the terms of the deal? And is it good for uh, my constituents? And th those questions will be asked. And I, you know, at the end of the day, I still think it gets through, but it's not, it's not a, it's not a slam dunk and it's not already done. And it, what if it's got one of my, to go. one of my, one of, one of my big constituents, we got about a minute here before we get a break, but what if one of my big constituents are the Raiders? Yeah. And the Raiders aren't down with this whole thing. And I have no idea, you know, I don't know what, where Michael Naft lies on this thing, but I thought it was interesting. I never see anything negative from him, but I saw a, a comment about asking for $500 million and he said something to the effect of, you know, asking for and getting are two different things. So I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, well, I mean, this he's not in the legislature, though, right? He's in the county commission, but, which but the county just, has just, to be involved. Right, you just mentioned the county does have lobbyists. Right. The county does have lobbyists, but, that, you know, I, I think that this is going to be won or lost in, in session and to – the A's, I'll say detriment as compared to the Raiders, this won't be a special session. This is during regular session. The hearings are going to be much more detailed. They're going to be elongated. They are going to be able to dig into details that they were not during the Raiders special session. If you remember, that occurred weeks before. How much longer does everyone who's in there now have to serve? It ain't weeks, right? Like they're oh. not, are they done at the end of well, the year? Oh, no, no, no. Session so ends in June. June session 4th. ends on okay. June 5th. Okay. And so um, if, the, if the deal oh, is right. not. There was a special one that they called before right. the election. That's right. If right. the deal is not done by then, they would have to call a special session. But no one really wants that because then, <laughs> then you have a special session on one agenda item. It's just this deal. Then all of a sudden becomes much more difficult to get through. Right, rather Scott's, than Scott's coming back with us. Justin's here. Battleborn Broadcast Center on this Wednesday, 766-1400 to give the guys at Battleborn Injury Lawyers a call from anywhere in the state of Nevada, 775 in the north. Lots of questions about the A's and the public money that could go towards the A's building a stadium, this property at TROP and the 15. Also, how it concerns Northern Nevadans, right? We're on in Reno today, as we are every day from 4 to 5. It's ESPN Reno, ESPN Las Vegas. Scott Leadham is in here with us, a lobbyist. Justin Watkins, a former public servant. Adam Hill is here as well with a lot of good information. So there's a lot of ways we go into this. We were just discussing during the break kind of where the opposition could come. We started to discuss the Raiders a little bit. My next question on any project that is on the Strip or near the Strip, especially when it comes to sports and public money, would be, is the Strip in support of it? Is the Strip in support of a pedestrian bridge taking people away from the Strip? Um are they cool with, you know, the Raiders and the Haas and, you know, people going over there, but they come back, right? Uh, now we can, now we can have Sundays and other days where in 2027, you could have a ballpark village and at different times of the year, even during football season, a lot of people could be over at the ACE facility and not on the strip and nowhere near a legion until the game starts. I'll just say this. I have no knowledge whatsoever, but this wouldn't be happening if the strip was against it. Nothing happens in this state when the strips like it wouldn't it. even it would it wouldn't we even wouldn't even get be, off the ground. we wouldn't be talking about this right okay. now if the resort association was against this. Scott, that's that's probably accurate. Yeah, um, I don't know where the where the Nevada Resort Association is on this. I haven't spoken to them, but I I would be surprised if they were against it. I mean, you know, it's the same issue as is the Allegiant Stadium, right? I mean, the the resort association likes heads and beds, right? And anything that helps bringing 
more heads and more beds in Las Vegas, uh, I think they'll look pretty favorably on. And you got to remember that the resort association isn't just made up of the strip properties, it's off strip properties too. So, um, you know, I think I, I would be shocked if they were not in support of this, but I, I don't know what their position is. I think we'll have to wait till the, the bill hearing at some point is uh, brought up and you'll see who's for it and who's against it. But I'm with Justin. I'm thinking they're probably in support. Adam covers the Raiders. So I talked to you late last week, early this week. Now what? Now what? <laughs> I mean, are we hearing anything? What, what's your what's your feeling on? I mean, we heard we heard from Mark. We we already knew how Mark felt. Right. Like I mean, Mark Davis's thoughts on the A's have been well documented for a long, long time. Uh, they do not get along. They're against each other. I you know I told you guys off the air. I told I said it on the air last week. I mean, it got to the point where it was so nasty that they would that the A's would not share the Wi-Fi password at the stadium in Oakland with the with the Raiders. Like it was it was that petty and nasty and you know, you know nasty between them. They don't like each other, and that's that's not franchise franchise. That's owner owner. Uh, he doesn't like the ownership group, and he said, "Hey, if it's a different ownership group, we can have a conversation." But screw those guys, and that's that's where he stands. And I think that's part of what a lot of people that I've talked to have been. It's hey, baseball is cool. We like. I'm I am obsessed with baseball. I watch baseball every day. I don't want this. I don't want the A's, and I certainly don't want a deal like last time. Again, the money last time was fine. The seven hundred fifty million was fine. The deal was horrific horrific and we had people well, we won't get into it again we had people on who just said yeah i voted for it didn't read it what do you want me to do hung up on us like don't do that again don't do that again please read the details like look what you did with everything around the deal not just the money and hopefully there's not anything like that again because that sucked uh, amen man i mean i just as a as a vegas native the idea of what that ownership group has done in Oakland and whether and what that would look like if it happened here is just scary. Like I, this, this city will not support. I believe that Mark Davis has bent over backwards to sort of ingratiate himself to the locals here. I really do. And even then, he's having a hard time with most Vegas people saying the Raiders are my team. And he's really trying. He's trying to win. He's trying to show that Vegas is his home. He's trying to show that that this team wants to be here and wants to be part of the community. And I don't think we will get half that effort. I don't think it's possible for him to do more. I don't think it's possible for him to do more either. But I don't think we'll get half of that effort from the A's. No. And, 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 and I just, I'm concerned that they will not commit financially to winning. And so they'll take this money, this extra revenue share, and they'll shove it in their pockets like they've done for the last 30 years. And I don't think the city will support an ownership group like that. It's it's wild. <laughs> it's so wild. you it's think, wild. Do you, is it your position that they're going to come in and, and do more harm than good, this ownership group? Well, you can't do any more harm than what they've done in Oakland, right? they got 2,000 people showing up for games. I mean, the aviators outdraw them five to one. <laughs> down the street here at, at a AAA stadium. So they can't do any more harm. But the reality is, is they're going to get a tax contribution, however you want to term that. It's a public assistance to build a stadium to put a loser product out there and put and raise their profits. That's what I think that they're going to do. And when that happens in, I don't know, 5, 10, or 15 years, you're going to have the same situation where you have five or 10,000 fans that go watch the A's because they don't try to win. And this team has shown, I mean, the city has shown, if a team doesn't try to win, they're not behind it. Yeah, I guess I don't disagree with that. My, I guess my only pushback would be, you know, 
let's say they, they do have low attendance engagements because they're not trying to win. How, how is that harmful to the community? How is that harmful to any of us as taxpayers, right? Sure, they, they're, they're collecting their tax within that district there, right? right. But is this, is this really doing harm to our city, to our brand, to our community, to our residents by them putting a, a bad product on the field like you think they will? Well, so here's the here, here's my my response to that. You know, you could say that if if my job as a, a, a public servant is to be a good shepherd of the taxpayer's dollar, and you say, "Hey, we're at a net positive there. They came, and and the tax contribution out, outweighed what the ta the subsidy was." I'm going to say, "Was that our only alternative?" Because MLB has already said they're looking at a two team expansion in the next five to ten years. Give me. Give me one of those. I don't want this ownership yeah, but that, group. But that's, not on, but that's not on the table. Sure right it is. Oh, 100% oh, yes, yes, it is. So you Absolutely. Think, yes. You think if we waited this out, we're for <laughs> yes, sure one expansion team. billion yes. percent. Yes. Based on what? That's based guaranteed. On the, the success baseball, of every pro sports base, here right baseball now. Baseball's already talked about it. Ba yes. baseball, baseball was waiting out to see what yes. Oakland did. And they, they basically said Las Vegas is next. If they don't go to Oakland, they're coming here. That's going to happen. Like Las Vegas is next for a team, whether it's Oakland or somebody else. Make it somebody else, first of all. Yeah, that's, send that's them to the Portland, man. Portland yeah, will if, take them what happily. If, what if we block this deal? Who, who's we? Nobody's <laughs> blocking this deal, dude. It's yeah. happening. It's over. We're stuck with them. Damn. All right. Uh, and we also th we think that the Fertitas, even though they sold the land, they sold half the land. It'd be very good for them. They're, they're behind this. I would imagine it'd be very good for them. The land will be more valuable. Right. The remaining. So they only sold half of it. Remaining 51 to 44 sure. acres. Sure, and I, I don't think be, I don't think they would have sold to baseball or the A's or whoever you're saying right. if it wasn't good for them in the long run. I don't think that's how they do business. Right. So I'm sure, yeah, if they were like, we don't want a stadium there, but we'll sell you the land. They're, they're, I'm sure they're behind it. How could we push for this to go on a public ballot? <laughs> no, that's not happening. It won't happen. Yeah, yeah, that's not a. I thought I'd get a bigger laugh than that. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> If you want to sign up, you know, thousands of workers to go collect signatures. Um, but the, the reality is, is by the time you get onto the ballot, this will already be a done deal and there'll be shovels in the ground, right? The next, the next ballot is two years. It's, it's already done. It, it will be in. Well, by that thing, time, it'll be expansion. And I say, let's do that. Oh God, I wish. I wish. The only thing we could do at that point is, you know, what Adam was talking about off air is you can hold the people in your district accountable if they voted in a way that you don't support. That's it. Not enough people do it. Not they people, forget. No, by the not time election people, comes yeah. around, they forget. Not hey, enough man. people vote in, in local elections either. I, no, I could say this with, I think, a, quite a high level of surety is that I was elected and I think 95% of the people that I represented had no idea who I was. And didn't know what an assembly was. Um, didn't know I what did. I was doing. Yeah, I did. I said ninety five percent. I was in your district. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. one of the five percent for yeah. sure. <laughs> I agree. I mean, most people, most people uh, that Justin goes around tries to get their votes think he's in Congress, think he's in, in uh, you know in DC, and that's just you know, that's the sad. Damn, uh, this was and they this think was we're very getting, sobering. And they think we're getting one hundred and fifty or oh, two hundred fifty yeah. thousand a year to go this, yeah. to serve in the assembly, and you know, the public yeah. perception just it just doesn't matter what level of education at local elections they just don't have the attention span for. They don't want to hear it. Scott's here from uh, Blue Bird Barbers, Justin Watkins, and our Battleborn Broadcast Center. Seven six six fourteen hundred is the number for Battleborn. So we brought you in for expertise on one the whole notion of playoff beard in the NHL. Is do the players care about how they look, or is the whole point of just growing out and looking grizzled? What do you think? 
I oh, I think they care. Um, you know, I heard I was listening to NHL radio this last week and they were talking about, you know, do the players even like this tradition? Because as soon as it's over, they're, they're shaving it in the locker room before, you know, <laughs> well, like most <laughs> most have told me that I, when I've talked to them about doing a story a couple years ago, I did it. It's not their like their wives and governors like you're before you come home. That's gone. Yeah. Like it's not their decision to get rid of it. Yeah, uh, but but I also think I, I I look down on the guys that during the playoffs that actually take care of it. Like that's one you do not do that. Don't touch it. Well, so that's where I that's where I wonder and I differ. I I think that after a loss you can clean up. You can't mm-hmm. you can't trim, but you can clean it up a little bit. You know, redefine your lines. <laughs> that's what trimming is, though. You're it's the same thing. You can trim after a loss is what I've heard also okay i'm but, talking about you but, can't take length off no but as long as you're winning you don't touch the thing yeah that's kind of unless there's also people who are like oh you know my 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 beard is growing into yeah. my chest hair and like, <laughs> it's, i gotta, I gotta create some separation <laughs> you know or it's growing to my eyes i mean here's some hairy dudes in the nhl this is this is where i gotta step in we gotta we gotta pay some bills here because you just said a couple of things about trimming and taking length off. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what I'm doing with this beard. I've been trying to grow forever. Adams, I have no idea. He never trims. He takes that playoff attitude all the time. He sure. never cleans it up. Sure. Today's show is brought to you by National Pretzel Day. Oh, yeah. Uh, on Fridays, we do Treasure Island, Golden Circle, Sportsbook, and Bar. They've got the giant pretzel uh, at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar. Kiosker there as well to bet. Uh, this is one of the giant pretzels, not the pretzel bites. We mentioned a place earlier, pretzel bites. I'm a fan of the giant pretzel. You get the cheese sauce, you get the honey mustard, 55 plus TVs to check out the games. And we're there on Friday for day two of the NFL draft. Former UNLV quarterback, NFL insider for us, college football insider for us, Caleb Herring will be co hosting on Friday at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar. We go down there today. Parking's always free for uh, locals. Behind T.I., get the giant pretzel on National Pretzel Day. All right, we got a real conundrum here. So we've got a beard expert in, also a powerhouse lobbyist. And I took close-up pictures for Scott. I put them up on Twitter, and you were like, yeah, I don't I don't need to I don't need to look at why, it. Why didn't you put mine up on Twitter? I didn't have time. I'm, I'm trying to get, you know, it's like we're, we're juggling a lot of stuff. I'll put it up in a little bit. He's very proud of his beard. You're right. Because actually, well, I'll, I'll have be. some other stuff. Yeah. Our vast uh, social media crew is working on it right now. Um, all right, where do we want to start? I'll, I'll start with me. Okay. So here's, here's, these are my questions. I can never grow the beard long because it gets like too mutton choppy in the corners. Um, it won't sit. I've, I'm not going to mention anything else about that part. It won't sit, right? Uh, the other problem is the coloring sucks because I'm old and I've always had like 19 colors in my hair, my sides, and my beard. So I got a color problem. I've got a length problem because I can't let it grow out. It always feels weird because it starts getting all puby. So what do we do here? Like, is there any help at well, first, Bluebird or what, what the hell do I do? Well, first, I don't think you have a color problem. Yeah, first. me either. I think uh, you got a color. Multiple your... colors in a beard. Really? Yes. It doesn't it's... show though. Yes, it does. It doesn't have to be dark. No, no. You got no. an asset there. That's yeah, an asset. I agree. <laughs> yeah. First off, that's, let's <laughs> knock that one down okay. real quick. Right. Your length issue. Uh, it's all over the place. Yeah. I mean, it, First, you do need a good barber. If you're trimming it yourself, that's, that, a, that's a problem. It's a disaster, yeah. right? I, you, I, need, uh, you need some definition to it. You need okay. some line, you know, a line across on the bottom, right? You need some. You just I've, need got, to I've got it. the sporadic, like, hairs in the upper cheek. That's right. Which that's is a nightmare. Right. I'm with Scott. So, so you got, you've got hair color asset. 
Correct. You've got coverage that's good. Yes, it's not patchy. It's not patchy. It's not patchy. You get an opportunity with a beard to define your own jawline, Mm -hmm. right? So you you can if you don't like the way your chin or under your chin looks, you get to redefine it. Like I have a circular chin, but I cut and square my beard, so it gives me the appearance of a squared jaw, which I like better, right? So you can define what your face looks like, and when you're not having it professionally trimmed, you're taking away that potential asset as well. So like, I don't see you have any problems. You just need to get it cleaned up and then let them grow it in the condition right. that they, that they like cut it in. And it takes some maintenance. Yeah. You well, don't end up the, with a beard like Justin's overnight. Right? Okay. <laughs> every he, three weeks. He spends time on that every morning. Well, here's yep. the maintenance question. How much do you need to be combing it? How do you wash it? What kind of wash do you use? The SO significant other is actually a, she's, she's not so much a stylist, but she works at a salon, but she got me some, some beard wash. Some, I don't know if I should mention it on air, but Kalamazoo. So I do, do that, but I don't see it like uncurling at all. I don't know. It's weird. How do I get, how do I, it's not about the, it's, it's not about the, <laughs> so the shampoo isn't going to be the thing that defines yeah. it. Right. He is combing his beard. He's probably blow drying his beard. Yeah. He has some, some you have he has to. some product product in that beard. Uh, it's probably some balm, some wax, uh, something in no, there. No, I don't do that. You don't use any no, beard balm. No, okay. I, I just use the oil. Oil. Sorry. Yeah. So I you just oil the oil. Yeah. Yeah. So this takes some this this takes some maintenance, not maybe a lot. Three to four minutes. Okay. A day. But That's but right. still it takes something. Yes. Right? Yes. And it's cut in a way from his barber, in a way that where it sits right. It's it's all kind of the same length underneath. That all takes time and it takes some devotion. It takes some uh some devotion to the craft. We're getting to Adam on the way back. Believe me, if I put up a side by side of Adam and myself and Scott and Justin, the difference in the beards and the facial hair is it's obscene. It really is. Bluebird Barbers. It's at Rainbow and Sahara. We'll tell you more about it in a couple minutes. You can go on IG. It's up there. It's on Twitter at Bluebird Barbers. All right. So the discussion continues about uh, playoff beards, our beards. Scott from Bluebird Barbers is here. It's also lobbyists. We were talking a lot about the A's and this plot of land. And the stadium plan and $500 million value in a tax district. Justin Watkins as well at his Battleborn Broadcast Center. Adam Hill is with us as well. Uh, Bluebird Barbers is at Rainbow and Sahara, right? Correct. Okay. Yep. yep. Um, there are a lot of familiar places in the shopping center. I was just telling you I'm in that shopping center often. Um, I like it. Uh, there's a sub place. There's a weed joint. We might hit the weed joint every once in a while. And you're, you're right in there. That's uh, right. The inside... Give us an idea of how the the concept of what you did inside. So uh, we opened it end of 2018 um, and we tried to go for a mix of like a, you know, a classic barbershop look, but kind of a a, uh, newer vibe, kind of industrial vibe as well. So cement floors, open ceilings. uh, We had our our, uh, stations custom made, some cool barber chairs. Um, Usually have some nice music on. Uh, a, a cool receptionist to, to greet you, give you a drink. Uh, we really just try to focus on customer service. And, you know, as we looked around barbershops when we, before we opened it, you know, you, you could sometimes walk in one, get looked up and down and, and no one say anything to you and you're next man up, right? We try to focus really on the customer experience, have people book their appointments, know when they're coming in. Um, and we try to get really, really good barbers in there. So, not everyone can but, shave either. Not everyone can do beards because I, I hit a more upscale place about five years ago. And I got a shave and I felt like I had had like, you know, a freaking rake (laughs) drawn across my face. I was like, wow, that was a little bit rough. That person didn't know what they were doing. Uh, Speaking of not knowing what they're doing, he claims it's intentional, 
But your goatee, I mean, I'll let the expert, Scott, go ahead and comment on the goatee. He could take it, Scott. Be I mean, honest. Oh yeah, I'm good. I mean, there's there, the straight hairs, the hair up the nose. <laughs> Very impressive. Uh, I hope you guys do eyebrows. <laughs> I <laughs> We do. And hey, listen, I respect anyone who, who has some facial hair. So I'm not going to dog on anyone's facial hair. Could it be better? Of course. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you can tell when someone has is spending time on their facial hair, like uh, Mr. Watkins is and someone who probably wakes up and, and looks at it and doesn't do anything with their, their flyaway hairs. And, you know, it's a, uh, it's a noticeable difference. I'll, I'll add in on this though. If you're the type of person that doesn't want to look like they put a lot of Literally attention into that, can you it, do it without yes. looking like you yes. did? You say you want it natural. I've my, my buddy who sent me to this place in the first place does not have very straight, clean cut lines on the top of his beard he wants it to blend in naturally and they make it look just that way so it doesn't look like he's spending all day in front of the mirror treating uh his beard and combing it and putting balms on it and all that stuff it has why? a very natural look for adam why is that a bad thing i that's what i, I don't like that why I, that's the first thing There's i see people, people like try too hard yeah, yeah. every so, time yeah. Why every time but why don't you so then why don't you come out of the shower with your hair and just like just dry it out <laughs> and let it throw out well that's what i do if i don't have to do tv Okay. Like today. Well, why does your head? Why is your head I'm very upset by this. You are. <laughs> no, but why? And you get so mad about it. I'm not mad about. What are you? You're, no, I'm not. You guys you're you're getting mad. mad. You're screaming. <laughs> I don't care. You're yelling. Well, I mean, if if you know you got to do TV and you say, okay, then I got to put some attention on the top of my hair, then you should do it at the bottom of your head too, and take care. Yeah, of, I agree. That's fine. That that's that. Like, I feel like I would have to stop somewhere on the way to do it. Like this, I literally at the door. I'm like, all right, throw some gel in here. All right, right now, right now, I'm paying for your guys's both of yours first treatments over at Bluebeard. Right now, Scott will get get you guys set up. I'll pay for it, and then you take it from there. Then you see the difference, and you sell yourself. Fair deal. Okay, that good. That didn't sound like a yes. I'll accept that. No, he's you're gonna do it. You're gonna do it. Yeah, he said fair no, deal. I'll, I'll go yeah. for sure. Yeah, I will go. go. Yeah, you'll go. Steve. Of course, yes. All right, done. Okay. Done deal. Okay. You and that's, you I, I'm obviously I am concerned about it. Yeah, because I'll just tell you that the I actually work a little bit on it. But the thing that drives me nuts is as soon as I get in the car and you have a good light from the sun, I'm like, oh, my God, this is a, <laughs> this is a mess. I'm also getting older, so I don't want to look like an old horse's ass all the time. I'm I clearly I'm lazy in growing the beard, but I also don't want to have the 50 pound chin underneath showing. So I like that the beard covers it. So I care. Yeah, that's I, don't, right. I don't know what I'm doing. And I think me and Steve have opposite problems. Like, I think his took about a year and a half for that to grow. And like, if I had mine done, it'll be two days later. I'm like, what? What happened? No, no. Mine grows super fast, super fast, and I can stretch it out three weeks. Two weeks would be optimal, but that's just a lot of time to be going in there. I can stretch it out three weeks and get it treated. But I'll, I'll say this also about Bluebird: they make it super easy when you're booking your appointments online to just book, pay, add the tip. I walk in, I sit down, I get up, and I walk out. And it's like, I don't, I don't have to worry about any of the transactional stuff it's all done it's funny that he mentions the music because like the variety of the music that's playing in there just in the 30 minutes i'll be sitting in the chair it might be mexican mariachi to 2000s hip-hop to rap to it's cool it's, it's funny like i i've been going to a, a sushi place that i found there. i'm like it's not quite as good as some of my other spots but the music is so good i'm like i'm gonna come here every time yeah it's great yeah so i think i think you guys will be sold on it I we think all have different standards too though um <laughs> There are times I walk into just the, we'll call them nicely, the stylist, and I don't mind talking. There are other times 
just I just want it done. Oh, dude, I've oh. taken a nap while my beard is being trimmed. Oh, wow. oh God bless you. Yeah, <laughs> I've never seen that before. That's a lot of trust. Yeah, I've taken a nap. I mean, not a long I'll, one, but I'll tell you, there's there's certain barbers, and I'll, I'll tell you who they are afterwards. Too, if you don't want a conversation, I'll send you to them. I'm not saying <laughs> <I'm not saying laughs> all the time because I don't want to sound like a jerk. I would imagine most of them don't want to talk to you either. Oh, some of them are really no, some of them are really chatty. No, I, I mean, Steve. No, I don't oh, mean yeah, you yeah, as yeah. a customer. They, I mean, Steve. They try, but I I grumble a couple answers back. It's hit or miss. like we talk about with right here. I'll have a I'll have a fifteen minute conversation with a ride share driver. Other times I'm like, ah, I got nothing. Yeah, no, I'm I'm similar that way. It, it takes some reboot, yeah. you know. But I'll say this now, now because we changed our marketing and my stupid face is up on the billboards and stuff, yeah. and I'm with my long beard that was trimmed by Bluebird on that picture. I yeah, have to maintain it. it. Up, I have to maintain it now, even if I didn't want to. But I will say it's like such a pleasant experience to go. It's it's. It's like a mini massage. I feel relaxed when I come out of there. I feel better. I feel clean. It's, it's worth it. A haircut for me is my favorite form of therapy. I love it. I do oh, every. I try to do it every week if I can. Obviously. Oh. Well, it looks like. Look at you. Of course, yeah, you do it every week. Yeah, exactly. I love it. I, got, I leave got, the barbershop. The hair. Yeah. It's the volumes there. <laughs> I love. I I feel the. I leave the barbershop feeling awesome. Yeah. So I like that feeling. Uh, where your sign that features your rolls and your gold chain? Where is that in town? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, I love the bus jobs on that one. Yeah. What rolls? Flexing? No, it, it's the the whole campaign with most attorneys. Oh, kind of the flexing of the success. Right. right? I, I will. I will say. By the way, we got Marty Cordova coming up uh, in about yes. ten minutes. We might have to break him down a little bit. I will say, I, no I, beard though. I had some friends in town this weekend, and we were driving around, and one of them is a is a lawyer in Denver. And the other one is just very judgmental. And we're as we were driving around, they're they're, noticed, they're like, "How many lawyer billboards are in here?" And they're like, "Look at this guy! Look at this guy!" We passed one of yours. Like, oh, this guy looks like a guy I trust. And I, like <laughs> I like that. I like that. I'll tell him. I'll let him know. That. You know what's funny is I had a, cl a client come in the other day, and I was like, "Hey, how'd you find us?" He's like, "Actually, my wife found you. Um, she was looking up attorneys. She's like." Here's a guy you're gonna like. I wouldn't like him, but you're gonna like him. <laughs> just by the picture, like, yeah. I was like, okay. Oh, wow. And this guy's like a teamster. He's like, you know, he's a yeah. he's a blue collar guy. And I was like, I am your guy. Yeah, you it know, you're Matt's of, your wife's guy. You know, you're like, a man of the people. You're a man of everybody. That's right. Yeah, that's a good point on Matt. You guys do have kind of divergent looks. That's right. That's a good point. Um, all right, let's wrap on some hockey real quick here. How comfortable do you feel with the Knights? Are they going to close it out? Win this four one? I still think this could go seven. Oh, I mean, anything can go seven, but but I think that the team knows what it's like to lose a 3-1 lead. They've done it before. They know they have to keep the pressure on. I think the home crowd in game 5 is going to be better than than game 1 and game 2. I'm um, I'm saying we're going to we're going to take it. I think and, and I think Helen Bucks just having a, a tough series and I don't I don't see that. Well, he's been okay and yes. they needed him to be unbelievable yes and that hasn't happened he needed to carry them and he hasn't for I sure i think the knights have also done a really good job of in interference in front of the like they totally. the, the uh the jets in certain periods have not kept guys from out front but I mean, he can't see a lot of the stuff that's been coming his way i mean that's why i like having howden in the lineup is he does get down in front of the net he Pesky. is yeah he and he stirs he stirs the pot a little sure. bit it gets people annoyed so i i like having him in the lineup and i mean the Two goal game is just a bonus. I don't expect him to produce at that level all the time, but man, he's that line with Stevenson Stone and uh, Howden now has you know. There's no reason to touch that. I mean, you you really have like three second lines right now, um, but that second second the true second line with William Carlson can defensively match up with anybody's first line, 
and that's been the I recipe for success. It's right almost now. two two ones and two twos. Okay, to, like just subtly change that. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's like two ones and two twos. It's it's fantastic. That's why they're playing well. Darren Millard said he's not scared of Edmonton. I feel like LA winning would have been a huge benefit for for Vegas. I was cheer- I watched every one of those games <laughs> just because I was cheering for LA. Also, it would but, have been a much easier commute, by the way. But I do think yeah. yes, I do think that um, we got. I think it's it's a pick 'em against Edmonton. Seattle could beat Colorado too. Oh yeah, really that would be great. Oh, I know. But Seattle's yeah, Seattle's fun to watch, man. They are yeah. fast and they just fly around. But man, can they not play defense? I mean, how many two goal <laughs> leads do they have to give up? I think they've done it three wow. times in the four games. You were ready to pick a fight earlier about best player. Yeah, I said best player has been Chandler Stevenson, followed by Wild Bill. I liked what Petra Angelo has done. I, it's William Carlson by a mile to me. Not only has he got on the score sheet, but he has shut down the top perform top performing center. And he's what he's been able to contribute across the 200 feet has allowed the other lines to open up offensively um, because he's taken the, the best line out on the other side. And I mean, there's been two plays already in game two and game four where he single-handedly kept control of the puck in the zone while we did a full line change. He's the only player on the ice for us against four defenders and has held onto the puck. One of those times he dished it off to Stone for a goal when Stone came onto the ice, and the other time he, he just held onto the puck and kept kept it in the O zone for a full change that allowed us to close out the game in game four. So I, mean, I, I think it's not even close. Jack Eichel's been pretty good too. I mean, Jack Eichel's been good. I, I, last game, I thought he was super passive. I, I don't even know if he shot. I don't even know if he got a shot on goal last game. He 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 wasn't trying to wire it in, and yeah. and I think, we need I think him he's, he's doing a lot of creating for other guys too. He's yeah, LeBron. He's, yeah, he's taking yeah, charges. Taking. He does, well, that's he his does only, he did, he Actually, he did actually yeah. earn a couple of penalties against the Jets. Yeah. Now we just need that power play to step up. You know, we need we it's need better. It's been better. I mean, Stone's back is a huge addition. It's been better, and uh, you know, if we're playing Edmonton, we need that power penalty kill to operate somewhere in the 75% range. Actually, just don't take a penalty. Yeah, well, that's not going to happen, though. But you know what I mean? We need, we need a 75% kill against Edmonton because would they go just go 7 for 11 yeah. in the series so far against it, the Kings? They get a power play and score a goal. I know. It's, you just count it as a goal. But I didn't like how the Kings played that power play. Very passive. Very closed in in the box. It let them skate around. And I, it it's clearly hasn't worked. Scott, thanks. Bluebird Barbers. You can go up and make appointments and check out the uh, the website at bluebirdbarbers.com. Phone number is 381-3895. Yes, sir. There Thanks for having me on. Yeah, of course. It. No, we appreciate it. And, One uh, of these times you're going to have to have Scott on and, and have him recount some uh, meltdowns that I had when I was in the legislature <laughs> that I don't remember, but he got to see on the other side as really? a lobbyist. You just felt like it was natural? It didn't even matter to you because you, you were passionate about it? Oh, I don't know. You just yeah. lose it. You just lose it when you're up there in that bubble. And there's a couple times where where Scott had to come into to my office and sort of talk me off the ledge. Really? Yeah. yeah, it happened. It did happen. At least one specific time I can think of, but it's probably more than one. I like that. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> lose it. <laughs> Dream scenario to start screaming at people. You don't want to go to like Klitschko. Uh, what was it? Which Klitschko was an office in Kiev like 10 years ago? And they would show highlights like they were, they were like near fights. Like people are going after you know, no, no, no heavyweight championship. Like, whoa, relax, everybody. Not fights like that. Like, like I, passionate. Like, yeah, yeah. No, no, like, like pettiness. Like, oh, oh really? you know what? Forget it. I'm killing all these bills and I'm, you know, doing all this. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. Five o'clock hours on the way. Make sure you call Battleborn Injury Lawyers anywhere. 766 1400.